0: Major Lindsay in Africa presents Between the Legal Lines, a podcast focused on leading women lawyers who have pushed beyond the boundaries and found success.
1: Welcome to Between the Legal Lines. My name is Andrea Bricka, and I am your host. This podcast is a series of monthly interviews where we explore how women, who happen to also be both executives and lawyers, navigate the boundaries often placed upon them due to their roles and their demographic. These women have found success despite those sometimes very narrowly drawn lines that govern what is acceptable and what is not. And each month we hear a new story from a different woman about what that is like. Joining me today is Kim Cheney. Kim is Executive Vice President and Global General Counsel of Aptar. Kim, welcome to Between the Legal Lines. Thank you for joining me today. Could you please start out by telling us who you are, about your current role, and how you got there?
0: Thank you so much for your invitation today. I'm excited to join the podcast and talk with some of your listeners. Um, Again, I'm Kim Cheney. I am the general counsel, uh, call it the EVP general counsel and secretary of APTAR, which is a company outside of Chicago, and we make closures and dispensing systems. Um, More importantly, we make the tops for many of the products that you use in, in your house every day, including ketchup bottles, shampoo bottles, and most importantly, right now, a lot of the rubber components that go in things like vaccines that are used for syringes and vials for COVID. So it's a very exciting place to be. Before I came to APTAR, I was previously the general counsel of Panasonic Avionics Corporation in Southern California, so very different than Chicago, um, where I currently reside in February. And I have also had rounds as associate general counsel at Avis, where I was in charge of M&A in Latin America. And at the Hershey Company, where I ended my seven year experience there as General Counsel, Associate General Counsel of their international group. I started my career as a corporate associate at Morgan Lewis, where I practiced MA and venture capital, and corporate law will always be close to my heart. Um,
1: that is my current role and how I got here. So you took on this current role in the middle of COVID. Tell us a little about what it was like to switch jobs, move, interview, all of the things you'd have to do to get a new role in the middle of a pandemic.
0: So when I was with Panasonic, um, I was on the West Coast and my very large extended family was on the East Coast. When I took the role with Panasonic, that was less of an issue because you could always get on a plane and be uh, see your family members in about four hours or six hours, depending on which way you were flying. Post COVID, I realized it was going to be a really long time before I saw my family. And when I got a call for a role in Chicago, which was driving distance to my extended family on the East Coast, I took the phone call. Um, it was very weird to only meet your colleagues via Zoom and Teams, but did the interview like the culture. And more importantly, for someone like myself, who is values-based, once I realized that they provided critical infrastructure for the COVID vaccine, it became something that worked for me from a personal perspective as well as a values perspective. It was going to be interesting work. Um, The company also has a very strong commitment to diversity, which is important to me. I am um, an African-American female attorney. And as I tell people, I've been a black woman my whole life. So certain things um, will always matter to me and the company's commitment to diversity. Um, 40% of our board are women and all of our committee chairs are women. And it's something that is in the DNA of our company and is rapidly expanding throughout the organization. So what is it like to move in COVID? Um, aside from three people on our executive team, I have not met anyone in person. Most of my colleagues exist solely as boxes on (laughs) Zoom calls. And it is really important to spend the time to establish relationships. Having been a lawyer for international business segments for many years, I'm very good at one-on-one conversations to make sure that you're providing both the legal services that you need. And in times like this, that you are developing the relationships so you can help people solve their business problems because with the COVID pandemic, there are lots of business problems.
1: What have you learned about leadership from the COVID crisis? Anything in particular that comes to mind?
0: Um, I've worked at both an aviation um, company during the COVID pandemic, as well as a company that makes critical supplies in terms of leadership, especially the role of general counsel, Um, you have to serve as a trusted advisor. You have to serve as a counselor. You have to remind people that crises have happened before and that companies, strong companies, values-based companies will be able to work through it. Um, And in terms of leadership, being that calm voice at the table when things are at their most difficult, is what general counsels and legal professionals bring to the table. And so having that time to take a deep breath, to listen to all point of views, to synthesize the discussion, and to help people find the, their North Star and that way forward is precisely the roles that we have been trained for as lawyers. And that's what leadership um, qualities have been drawn out of most of us who are operating um, in this environment.
1: Has any one person been particularly helpful in your career?
0: Uh, I have two answers for that. Yes and no. And the yes part is, um, uh, my mother is, an <laughs> is, a, she was, um, she grew up in corporate America and she had her MBA and was probably um, one of my biggest champions. And so, yes, she was instrumental throughout my career. Uh, The other part of that answer is no, there is no single person who has been particularly instrumental at every place I've worked. I've always had a strong mentor or sponsor, whether it was the three partners who sort of shepherded my career when I was in private practice, the deputy general counsel who hired me at Hershey's, and the general counsels that I worked for at Avis and at Panasonic. And I would tell folks who are listening to this podcast is, choose your boss. Um, There are a lot of options out there for candidates today, for legal professionals today. And the difference between a good job and a bad job is your boss. So choose your boss carefully. It matters more than the industry. It matters more than the company brand Choose your boss carefully, um, and if you don't like your boss, you know you can find a new one. Um, but those, that's that's one piece of advice that I would give.
1: What if anything do you wish you were freer to say or do at work? And if there is something, why can't you do it? Um,
0: interesting question. I there is nothing that I don't say at work. Those folks who know me will attest. Um, Mary Ann Hines, who is a very famous um um general counsel, says um that you can say anything you want to as long as you protect as you pick the correct time, tone, and place. And I agree with that. Um, you may not be able to say it in the moment where you want to say it, or in the place you want to say it, or in front of the group, but there is always an opportunity to say the things that need to be said. Um, But again, you have to find the right time, place, and tone um, to deliver what can sometimes be difficult messages.
1: What has been stronger? Restraints you've placed on yourself or restrictions placed upon you by other people? Or do you feel like you've had no restrictions?
0: Oh, no, I have lots and lots of restrictions. Um, (laughs) And they've all been placed on myself. They are decisions that I've made of, this is how I want to practice law. This is how I want to present as a legal professional. These are the values that I want to model, specifically as a general counsel, um, being the conscience of a company, giving people permission to do the right thing, um, acting according to your values, um, creates a series of restrictions of what you will and won't do in the workplace. Um, and what you will and won't do outside of the workplace. The good thing is if they're value based, they don't feel like restrictions. They feel like you being exactly who you are every day in almost every way possible. And even in those times where you fail to meet your own expectations, you just say, pick it up and uh, try it again tomorrow. But um, the restrictions are there. And for me, they're largely self-imposed.
1: You've mentioned values a couple of times. What would you say to other people about finding a company with values identifying their own values any advice you could give along those lines
0: i would say as you meet the people in companies that you're interacting with see what resonates for you um because there is a home for everyone Um, really strong search professionals will say that the right job will find you if you're looking Um, and that is exactly, that is exactly true. If you live your values and your branding reflects who you are as a person, you will find the right company or the right company will find you. But knowing who you are, knowing who your values are, um, whether, um, it is important, whether you decide to work in, in the industrials, which is the spaces that I've historically operated in because I like making things. I like working with engineers who, are, who can be relentlessly fact-based and relentlessly honest. Or whether you are in uh, an industry that values creativity, like fashion, um, which we support a lot of, um, you will find the company whose values match your own. Um, there are some lawyers who are more risk takers and they may end up in Silicon Valley or other industries that operate in higher risk jurisdictions where they can bring um, order to what can be really difficult environments. Those are your values and the company will find you. And if you are at a place where your values don't match the company values, um, that is a very difficult place to be. And you should figure out why you're there. Is it because you have family ties to the area? Um, Is it because um, you really like your team or your boss? But if you don't have a reason for being there, um, you should, again, life is so much simpler when
1: your values match
0: your workplace.
1: Data continues to show a gender pay gap for most legal roles, particularly the GC role. Do you have any thoughts on how we can close that gap going forward and how we can get more women into the GC seat?
0: In terms of closing the gender gap, there are three ways that happens. First is um, women who are up for the role have to be smart about compensation, which means strong relationship with compensation professionals like lawyers at law firms, um, like cert professionals, like the team at MLA, um, or your internal compensation teams at your company. They, they can be a wonderful source of knowledge. That would be one. Uh, the second is, I love, love, love those jurisdictions that don't allow you to disclose your pay package. It is transformative for women because low bases that have been there for 10 or 15 years can be erased in a single step when an employer cannot ask you your current salary. So if you are in that jurisdiction, do not give away your power. Um, It has been shown by data to erase large parts of the gender gap. It doesn't help with other parts of compensation, but it does help with the the base. Um, And how can we help women, more women become GCs? I would tell people don't opt out. And at each phase in the career, many women get it comfortable and they make a decision that they don't have to proceed. You do have to proceed, but know you can choose the time, the place, and the manner in which you do that. If you are up for an international assignment, ask if you can travel two weeks a year. I mean, two weeks a month. Um, And two weeks can be Monday through Thursday, so you're still home for important events on the weekend. Um, So international travel doesn't have to be a barrier. I've seen lots of women take that um, tact. If you have been given a role with really difficult hours, um, set your schedule so that you take conference calls between 8 and 10 p.m. after your family has, you know, basically finished their homework and gone to bed. These are, again, tactics that allow women to be successful. Opting out is not required. You can choose your path. And for everyone, it is difficult. But I have sat in rooms with dozens of general female general counsels now, um, and I'm surprised about how many there are, because when I started, there were no more than five, um, I think, African-American women in the Fortune 1000. Now there are dozens. Um, so a lot of progress has been made, and I would tell people, don't opt out. Your path may be a little windy, maybe a little slower, but it never has to stop.
1: You mentioned sitting in a room with a number of other women general counsel. What are your thoughts on networking and the importance that plays for women? And how do you encourage women to do that? Uh, Zoom happy hours are your friend. (laughs) So feel free. um,
0: Feel free if you get invited by law firms or other women, you know, or people who have just been promoted or just similar situated women who are making this run for general counsel, build those networks, go to the Zoom happy hours. There are conferences where you will start to see the same people over and over. And it's because those are all the people have who are making a commitment to themselves and to their companies to make that run. So um, you will know when you're there because you'll start seeing the same people over and over again. Um, that is that's that's how I would tell you that one but just accept the calls and and go to the happy hours or the the Zoom CLEs um and it's easier now because we're all in front of the screen
1: how has that impacted it didn't impact you in getting a new role has it impacted do you think the women moving into these kind of roles for for good or bad
0: um what i the one thing i've seen is um you have to listen more you have to pay closer attention to social cues that you would that are harder to interpret via zoom um but in the end and it requires you to be more purposeful um after hours in the morning over your lunch hour when it's easy to fill your day is to take to make sure that you've got an hour or two a week carved out for CLEs, um, Zoom networking, or something that, as I say, moves your ball forward. Um, Because when you're moving your ball forward, it makes you a happier, better person at work. It makes you happier and better at home. But if everything you do is being given to other people, it can be draining, especially in this environment.
1: In wrapping up, what advice would you offer to other ambitious women about workplace behavior? Um, workplace behavior, uh,
0: be yourself. Um, I would tell people, be kind, be fair, be just, be your best self every single day, be a zealous advocate for your clients, Um, And your reputation will precede you. That reputation for excellence is all you have. Uh, And I also tell you, um, karma is real. If you are mean to people, if you take shortcuts, if you don't do the work and accept the promotion, it will come back on you. And I've seen it many, many times um, in my career. And if you are the slow turtle just doing the work and you feel like... um, If you took shortcuts, you would progress faster, I would tell you, don't do it. Um, it, The hard work does pay off long term, um, even if you feel absolutely ridiculous for doing the right thing for many years. So that's what I would tell you, that karma is real. Always do the right thing, because if you don't, it'll come back.
1: Kim, thank you so much. This has been Between the Legal Lines, where you have just heard from Kim Cheney, Executive Vice President, General Counsel, and Secretary at APTAR. I am Andrea Bricka from Major Lindsay in Africa. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for a new story from another woman successfully operating Between the Legal Lines. If you have a story you would like to share, please contact me at abricca at mlaglobal.com. Thank you. Discover how Major Lindsay in Africa
0: can help you navigate the legal landscape at www.mlaglobal.com.